Radio, you're listening to the Secrets Hotline at 929 Secrets. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Okay, Nick. Uh, this one, this is a really embarrassing secret that I have never told to anyone before. So I'm a furry. For the most part, it's just a fun thing that I do. I actually get really annoyed when people stereotype it as something sexual. But my secret is that I have only ever looked at furry porn in my life. I find porn with humans in it really disgusting. The only thing I can ever get off to is furry porn. My parents are really religious. And one time my parents were like, hey, are you looking at pictures of naked women? Because that's a sin, you can't do that. I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that because I was actually looking at gay furry porn instead. Hi, so uh, (laughs) I called a while ago. I was the girl who talked about the suicidal husband. Basically all I've been hearing for months and months and months and months is like, you aren't helping me, you aren't helping me, you aren't helping me. Why won't you help me? Why won't you help me? Why won't you help me? I left him. So... That's one thing. And I came back to the U.S. But uh, a secret that I've been developing is that I already knew that I needed to leave him before he talked about killing himself. And before he said it was my fault. I think that I was kind of in love with my high school boyfriend the entire time. I wasn't talking to him. It wasn't anything like that. But I think the knowledge of that made me anxious. And I'm... I'm worried that he sensed that in some way. I guess my secret is that I knew it was wrong the whole time. And I said yes anyway. So now I'm free. And (laughs) I'm going to buy fucking cigarettes at 10 a.m. in a stupid suburban town. And I have no car and I'm walking a fucking hour to get cigarettes. Because I walk a fucking hour to get everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's my secret, is I knew all along, and I just never thought that it would get so bad. I thought I could control it, and, like, all human things, what the fuck do you have to control? <laughs> Hi, um... Wow, this is really weird. I've listened for such a long time and never really had the courage to call in, but um, today, I I guess I feel it's okay. Um, I've been with my husband for 15 years now, and it's just really getting to the point where as much as I love him, I can't keep doing this with him anymore. Um, He's an alcoholic and I've seen him go through several stages of sobriety. The longest stint was about two years. And it's just, 
really hard to love someone who has this, you know, demon. And a lot of people say I should just leave, get a divorce, um, but it's not that simple. We have children together and my decision would affect not just me, but everyone involved. I also worry that if I were to leave, he might not be on the earth much longer. Um, so as a people pleaser, I stay with him. <clears throat> Don't really know what to do, but I think about it all the time. I think about how much easier it would be. Oh, I can't believe I'm even saying this. How much easier it would be if he died accidentally. I mean, it would keep me from having to go through a whole divorce and the difficult conversations. But at the same time, I'm looking at possibly losing the love of my life forever if he dies. So really feel like a fucked up individual. Um, I don't really know what to do. And unfortunately, no one can make that decision for me. So I guess my secret is that I secretly wish my husband would die. God, I'm a fucked up person. <laughs> My secret's hotline. I'm not going to leave my name right now. My secret is that after seven years of marriage, my husband is interested in male chastity, specifically having his cock and balls locked up and me keeping the key. I was a virgin when I met my husband. I grew up in a very strict religious environment. He was the first and still is the only person I've ever had sex with. I think along with sexual repression, that background gave me some very like, uh, very cast iron instincts about how male and female partners should work together, how I feel comfortable with them working together. The first time he brought this up was several years ago and I immediately rejected it. But um, the last few years, becoming parents, going through a pandemic, ups and downs work-wise have been a big stress on our relationship and I haven't seen him respond very well to those things. I haven't either, to be fair. It's left us both really questioning, how do we do this? It was so easy and felt so natural and fun in the beginning and now it doesn't feel the same. I still feel the same way about him, but I just, I feel frustrated with his seeming lack of motivation and his what I see as a lack of equal participation in our family life. Ugh, even just saying those things makes me want to gag. Um, he brought this up again as a possible solution. And what's weird about it is that I felt so different about it this time than I did when he brought it up so many years ago. And I haven't thought about it in a super long time. But thinking about it now, I feel, I feel strangely eager to do it, but also apprehensive. He says he thinks it would be a way to 
help motivate him and literally train him to be the way I want him to be, which is a very weird idea for me. <laughs> um, he says he wants to be the way I want him to be when I've told him what I'm not happy with. <clears throat> but it's confusing to me that to, to the idea that I would be like enforcing this, that he can't just find the motivation within himself do these things that he says he wants to be able to do for me. So that's the hesitation I still have with it. Resentment might be actually a better word. At the same time, if he thinks this would work for him, then I figure why not maybe just give it a spin and see if it does. And then the other part of it is my own surprise and confusion that my gut reaction is actually to want to do it. Like, lock up his cock and balls and wear the key and whenever he pisses me off or doesn't rise to the expectation that I have for him just to sort of dangle the key in front of him or better yet dangle the key in front of someone else and have them ask what it's for and have that threat over his head I think the reason it's intriguing to me is because I'm I'm such a people pleaser again just part of my upbringing made me like always sort of feel like I have to answer to everyone else and there's something really appealing and um, sort of feels dangerously appealing, honestly, about having the power over someone else like that. So I don't know if we'll do it or not. We're talking about it. We've measured him. We know which one we'd get. I might place an order tonight. I guess we'll find out. Bye. Why are so many people all over the globe choosing the Secrets Hotline as their hotline? Find out for yourself by calling 1929-SECRETS. That's 929-732-7387. Answering service also available at secretshotline.org. Hey, Nick. My secret's pretty mellow in the scheme of things, but I'm a big fan of the show and I recommended it to someone recently that I kind of had a crush on and kind of was getting a vibe from them as well. But um, yeah, they told me that they tuned in and listened and really enjoyed it. And, and that's as far as it goes. And so maybe they're listening and probably never going to do anything about this crush. We live in different countries and they seem to be happily partnered. And um, it wasn't really my intention, but I'm glad they're a listener now, and I appreciate the work that you do, and um, maybe they'll hear this. Hello. My secret is that in 2001, I went to visit Hampshire College, and I went to a party in a place called Prescott, which is a group of small apartments where students live. The party was absolutely packed. This is common at Prescott parties, I later found out. I was in a small apartment in the living room and the kitchen, which is sort of one little area, and there was just absolutely no way to move. There was, there was no room. Oh, we're all just people. I happened to, at that point, start to feel a little nauseous. Then the nausea increased, and I looked over in the uh, direction of the bathroom, and I could see not only was it definitely impossible for me to get there fast enough, uh, but the door was wide open, and there were people in the doorway, in the 
bath area on top of the toilet. I don't know what they were doing with the toilet, like sitting on the sink. There was just you know, anywhere there was physical space in that room, there was like a leg or an arm or a body. So it seemed useless to go that way. And I was getting more nauseous. And I look over at the doorway, the exit, and I see people were just billowing in. There were more and more people coming in, almost like smoke coming out of a vent in the back of a pizza shop, except people coming in. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go that way very fast either. And time was running out, I could tell. I looked around and I happened to see a completely empty yogurt container with a top. I opened it up. It was a quart. And I made precisely a quart's worth of deposit and put the top back on, put it on the counter, and I walked out. The secret is that you, marvelous Prescott party host and resident who encountered this the next day, it was me. That's, that's the story. And uh, if it was you, that person, um, I've always wanted to know what really happened. Was it you found it the next day and just you know, were cleaning up? Or did somebody, not knowing what it was, just say, oh, yogurt container, boom, goes in the fridge. I didn't do that. Do not blame that on me. Um, but did that happen? I don't know. If you know the answer to this, feel free to email me at B as in boy, E-A-N-E-R, P as in playground, L-A-Y-I-N-G at gmail.com. I would just love to know the uh, destiny of my barf. And uh, sorry about that. That's it for the Secrets Hotline, for now. Of course, if you have a secret that you want to share, the number, as always, is 1-929-SECRETS, or you can record online at secretshotline.org. Now, if you change your mind for whatever reason, you can just call back within 24 hours, and I'll make sure your call doesn't make it into the show. If you can, find a quiet place to record, and please don't use a speakerphone or hands-free device, the quality of the call is much better when you don't. This episode featured the music of Autisticy, Tomo Nakaguchi, and Andrew Weathers. I have links for you in the show notes. Our end theme is by Stephen Jackson. The Secrets Hotline is a labor of love and radio and made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. If you want to help keep the show going and get access to special ad-free extended episodes with extra secrets, you can become a member yourself at loveandradio.org slash member. Or if you use Apple Podcasts, just subscribe right in the app. I'm Nicholas Sardine Punch Punch Vanderkolk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>